As we approach the Yontav of Sukkot, the third and final Yontav of the Shalash Regalim, I'd like to share with you an incredible idea. In all the Shalash Regalim, Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot, the Torah obligates us to pass down the significance of these Yomam Toivim to our descendants. By Pesach it says, In order that you should relate to your son and to your grandson how I made a mockery out of the Egyptians. About Mamad Harsine that took place on Shavuos, the Torah warns us, Raki and you shall make them known to your children and to your children's children. The day that you stood before Hashem your God at Har Sinai. On Sukkot, the Torah tells us the reason we dwell in the Sukkot for seven days is because in order that the ensuing generation should know that Klai Yisrael lived in booths when they were emancipated from Mitzrayim. So the question is, if we are commanded to convey these momentous historical facts to our descendants, why is it only on the Yontav of Sukkot that we are commanded to reenact the miracle of the Eden sitting in a hut by physically going out and building and sitting in one ourselves? Why don't we do so on Shavuos as well and reenact the Mamad Arsina experience by going to a mountain somewhere and blaring a chauffeur and creating some other thunderous sounds? On Pesach, we tell over the story of Yitzis Mitzrayim and we eat certain foods to commemorate our freedom from Mitzrayim, but there's no physical reenactment of Yitzis Mitzrayim. So why specifically on Sukkot do we take the action of leaving our home and actually building a hut and dwelling in it for seven days? So the Mepharshim explained that the Shalash Regalim symbolized the three-step process in the development of Hashem's relationship with Kla Yisrael. The courtship began on Pesach. That is when we celebrate the betrothal of Hashem to His bride, the Jewish nation. It was on Pesach when Hashem introduced Himself to us with those exalted words of Anoichi Hashem Alekecha, I am Hashem your God, Asher Sesicha Me'eretz Mitzrayim, that freed you from Mitzrayim. The second phase of the relationship occurred on Shavuos. That is when we metaphorically entered into the chuppah phase of our matrimonial relationship with Hashem. The Gemara says in Sechta Shabbos, Kofa Lein Harkegigis. Hashem suspended the mountain above our heads. That served as the canopy, the chuppah. On Sukkot, we consummate our marriage, so to speak, by living together as husband and wife in the confines of the Sukkah. So the reason Sukkot is singled out for reenactment is because the Torah is teaching us a great pedagogical lesson. The best role models are the ones that lead by example. On Pesach and Shavuos, which signified the stage in a person's life before marriage, the courtship phase and the chuppah, then verbal messages and similar methods might be sufficient. However, when it comes to Sukkot, symbolizing the stage of marriage and building a family, one has to physically show the way. It's not enough to tell your children about the importance of Torah study and the observance of mitzvahs. Go out and build the sukkah and dwell in it. Show them how it's done. Demonstrate it to them by physically doing it yourself. And that's why sukkahs is singled out for reenactment. Speaking of being a positive role model, I'd like to share with you an amazing story I heard from Moshe Weinberger, the venerable Rob from Eish Kodesh in Woodmere, New York. His father, Mordechai, a survivor of Nazi camps, was a yid from the Alterheim. A pasha yid, he called him. He owned a chain of dry cleaners in Queens. But he instilled within his family a warmth and a love for Torah and mitzvahs unparalleled. 
Ramosh Warmberg has said this story. One year, when I was in high school, I had a rough Rebbe. I didn't do well at all and hated going to yeshiva. Back then, lots of boys from religious homes were in public school, and many of them were my friends from the neighborhood. I knew they finished the day much earlier than we did in yeshiva, so I decided I would join them and switch to public school. He approaches his father and he tells him of his decision to leave yeshiva. His father listens intently, very poised, very composed. Moshe, this is your decision to make. But don't make a hasty decision. This is very important. Think about it for a few days. You'll make a decision after Shabbos. So Sunday morning, he tells him, Dad, I reached a decision. I decided I'm going to stay in yeshiva. Moshe, I'm proud of you, his father tells him. Then he says, Dad, if I had said I'm going to go to public school, would you have let me go? His father leaned forward, looked him straight in the eye and said, Over my dead body. So then why did you tell me it's up to me if you wouldn't have let me go in the first place? So Mordechai Weinberger, a survivor who had been separated from his own parents as a teenager and never attended a single parenting class, said, Moshe, because I trusted you to make the right decision. Mordechai Weinberger led by example. He created the home where the love for Torah and Yiddishkeit was palpable. He knew all along that his son wasn't going anywhere. And indeed, grew up to be a great leader in Klal Yisrael. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.